0: Head over to MiniatureMarket.com where they have thousands of board games at discounted prices, and you can sign up for product alerts. Hello my friends, it's the Game Boy Geek here. Today we're gonna to be putting our foot on the pedal, pedal to the metal, creating heat in our car as we race around different tracks around the world. Today we'll take a look at Heat, pedal to the metal from Days of Wonder. Uh, it's a racing game. Let me show you how it's played. I'll see you on the other side. Heat Pedal to the Metal is a racing game where each player is going to get their own cool little car. Every player is going to get their own board. They're actually going to be able to change what gear they're in. They have a little marker here to do that. And here's a close-up of what those cars look like. Now there's actually four different racing boards in this game. There's two boards. They're both double-sided. This one's USA. Tells you how many laps. You're going to do two laps. And for instance, we might be starting right there. Now, the game's played over multiple rounds of players playing cards. At the beginning of your round, there's a couple of steps that are done simultaneously. Like, you can move up or down one gear by default, and this tells you how many cards you can play. One, two, three, or four if you're in gear. One, two, three, or four. Uh, Then, you're going to play cards equal to the number of this. Now, this is all simultaneous, this part, so I might select a couple of cards and I might put them face down in front of me. Now you have a hand of seven cards. Then with whoever's first in the race and working the way back, you're gonna walk through this flow, which I'll just kind of go over at a high level. For example, I may have played a three and a two. Those are my two cards, so I'm gonna go five. And so I could just go one, two, three, four, five. Now you notice there's a race line. It's the sort of a thicker line and that's always where you'll go. So if this player went one, two, three, four, five, they would stay there and technically they're in second place. Now, anytime you end a turn that's right next to somebody or just behind them, you get to slipstream optionally up to two spots. So this player might slipstream and go one, two. And then again, they just slide close to this. This player might go, uh, so I just went one, two, three, four, five. Maybe they ended there, they are behind. They could slipstream two. They could go one, two and then they would just slide up next to the inside race there so those are some of the things that you'll be doing is playing cards possibly getting behind or next to people to slipstream well let's say we're going around a corner this tells me that I'm four spots from the corner one two three four is really really uh, easy to see here this says seven that's the max speed I can have going through this without uh, creating heat in my car so let's say I did exactly uh, seven so I did one two three four five six seven I went through this corner I'm gonna check if it was seven or less I'm great nothing happened but let's say i was much further back and let's say i did 10 and i came through here i went 10 to get through this corner the speed limit's seven i'm three over and that's going to create heat three heat so every player has a certain amount of these at the beginning of the game it's six for this track you'll take three cards from your heat and they go into your discard pile because it's sort of like a deck builder a little bit because once you end up going through your deck and you run out you shuffle your discard pile which will have cards that you've played before but also might have heat. Now what happens is once this gets reshuffled and this deck's empty you have a hand of cards that may have more heat in it and so over the course of the game it's gonna you're gonna pay for that later because maybe you have a whole hand you only have two cards that move you but now you have a bunch of heat right so this sort of gums up or mucks up your hand it kind of just you know Makes it so you can't really do a whole lot. You cannot discard these cards, so from you know from turn to turn, you'll be stuck with these. Because at the end of your turn, you get to discard as many cards as you want that that can be discarded, not like these. And then draw back up to seven. But these ones get stuck in your hand. So are these ones that we'll talk about later. So it like limits your choices and makes it harder if you continue to get heat by going faster through those corners. Now, there are ways to get rid of heat because you can't discard them. One is if you're in last place uh, or second to last place in a five or more player game, you get one cooldown. Also, if you're in second gear, you get a cooldown. Or if you're in first gear, you get three cooldown. For each cooldown, you can take a heat from your hand and place it back into your engine. So it's giving you basically putting it back in there. So that's really good with the cooldown. Uh, there's some advanced ways to play I'll talk about later and there's more ways to cool down there as well, but that's how you get rid of them. Earlier we talked about this, this is a stress card, there's a certain amount depending on which race you're in, you cannot discard it. But when you play this card, you must uh, take one card from the top of your deck and play it. But if it's not a, a speed card like this one, it goes to your discard pile. This is one way you can sort of mitigate your heat from, from you know hand management is if you know you have a bunch of heat still in your draw pile, you could play this purposely to try to get rid of it. Now you don't really get rid of it. It just goes to your discard pile. It's going to come back, right? So it's just like delaying the inevitable, but it is a way to kind of not get it to screw up your hand. So you'll do that and then you'll, you'll, you'll draw until you get a speed card like this. And so the stress normally is bad because you don't know what speeds coming up. If you use that near a corner, you might, eh, you know, might be bad, but it couldn't, can be used to your advantage sometimes too, which is a really interesting thing there. Let's talk about some of the other finer points. Earlier I talked about if you're in last place, or second to last in a five or more player, you get a cooldown. You also get one extra speed. So, so it's basically helping the people that are in the last catch up a little bit. Now, earlier I talked about changing gears and you could change up one or down one, but you can change up or down two gears, but you gain a heat. Anytime you pay heat, again, it's adding the inevitable to later to getting heat. Another way to, to, to gain heat is during this step, you can uh, do a boost, which is essentially taking a card from here, just like I did with the stress uh and adding it to your thing you don't know what it's going to be but it's giving you a little bit of boost but anytime you do that again you have to add a heat as notated by here if you do a boost at any gear you got to add heat so there's a lot of decisions to making of managing your hand managing this heat that's the crux of the game Now, each player starts with the same deck for the base game and there are three special cards a zero a five and it's a heat actually but you can play an advanced game now the garage module allows you to draft cards at the beginning to replace your three basic cards so you'll have three new ones instead of the old ones they do all sorts of different things like brakes they make you get heat, but you can choose what speed you're going that time. Or you can actually remove a certain amount of uh, stress cards from your hand and have certain speeds or take cards from your deck and put them directly into your uh, your discard pile, but maybe you can go faster around corners, uh, having a bonus... Sort of a boost there where you have another card come out, but also, you know, having three cooldown. All sorts of different things, and there's a huge deck of cards. And again, you're going to be drafting three cards each race, so your card's going to be different from other people. There's also a weather and road condition module where the weather conditions will change the race at a whole, like how many heat you may start with, how many stretch you may start with, different rules for slipstreaming more, or cooling down more or less, all different things. But there's also road conditions where these go on different corners. There's all sorts of different ones, and they affect what's going on either in that corner, or in between that corner and the next corner, like with, with strips, streaming, heat, being able to, you know, plus plus or minus uh, one speed and things like that. There's also a Legends module, which helps you add cars if you're not playing with that many players. Any less than four, they recommend you play with at least two Legends. Essentially, it's, it allows you to quickly run cars that are not controlled by people, but it makes it easy to tell where it goes on the track on its turn. It doesn't take a lot of maintenance. You can also do a championship series, which will contain three or four races in different years. And these, again, you're gonna have multiple races uh, and they're going each race is gonna have certain things that happen like each race driver to cross the finish line of lap one immediately gets a sponsorship card. I'll talk about that in a moment. They also have tell you which map you're using Great Britain, then USA, then Italy. Those are the different boards of the the, the racetracks. And there's also different things that happen each race between weather and press corners and things like that. Now some of those corners will have those press tokens. And if you go through those corners, either slipstreaming through them or going past the speed conditions of two or more, you get a sponsorship card because it's exciting for the press. And sponsorship cars, there's a whole deck of them. They do all sorts of different things. They're essentially one-time use abilities, which will give you a speed, and also sometimes an ability like, uh, you know, plus one speed, or two cooldown, and brakes will give you, you know, this allows you to choose what speed you're going, things like that. They're one-time use. And it comes with this little pad of paper that you can keep track of the scores going through the different races of the championship series. All right, let's first talk about the things I like about the game. Vincent Dutre is probably my favorite game artist, his art looks amazing here as it does on everything else he does. Uh, It just really draws you in. I love his art style. It looks great on this game. This game is really all about hand management. Yes, it's a racing game. You're trying to be first, but the main thing here is all about hand management of cards and the choices that you have in that hand management and how those choices change throughout the game with all sorts of different things like the board state. The board state alters your decisions. So you've got different corners right corners coming up corners you just pass cards in your hand cards you know that are in your deck that you have not yet used this cycle uh you know there's a lot of things to pay attention to there slip streaming do i have a pretty good feeling someone's going to be uh you know either i'll be able to slipstream, either they're already there because they moved before and i can slip stream uh like the, I, I know that they're probably going to be there around the corners and then when you match like slip streaming with corners it's like I might try to play just in front of the corner because I know that this other player is probably going to go just past it, and I know where they are now. I know that they don't want to probably put a whole lot of heat going through that too fast. I can bet where I think they're going to be. That'll allow me to get through that corner on a slipstream. Lots of things to actually think about here, more than meets the eye. This game definitely seems very simple at first without a lot of strategy. But the more you play it and the more you, you really look at the agency of the game, there's quite a bit of depth here of the decisions of your of your of your you know your hand management choices. I like the stress cards because in general they sound like they're bad, right? You play a stress card and you got to pull a card until you come up with a speed card and then you affect that you use that speed. But again, you might know which ones are still there in your deck that you haven't used this cycle. But as I showed in the overview, sometimes you can use the heat because if you don't pull a card that has the speed on it, the speed uh, logo, it goes to your discard pile, which is like. Pushing heat away from instead of clogging up your hand throwing your discard pile sure It's going to come back a little bit later You'll still end up paying for it But you kind of kick that can down the the, down the road a little bit if you will So you can actually use stress to help you to try to get rid of a bunch of heat in your hand again Not getting rid of it, but temporarily getting it out of your hand because you can't discard it But in this case, it's kind of a little trick that you can kind of get rid of it there Uh, deciding which cards to discard. Uh, That's true too, depending on where you're at, on the board state, with the corners, with the other cards, which cards you want to discard. Maybe you want to discard a bunch to get to the cards you really want. Maybe you don't want to discard any because you got the perfect card. So there's lots of uh, strategy there with that. Uh, I I like that aspect of it. Also, so the base game is fine. It's good. It's the best. This is one of the games that I'm like, play the base game first. Don't add anything because... It takes a while to get used to the flow of the game, right? And then once you've played at least once, then start adding some of these other things in. Uh, all these modules are really cool. The garage module is awesome. Being able to draft different uh, things that makes your car different from everyone else's. That's my favorite module here. Championship module, it's fine. I probably won't do it that often, but it's nice to know that if you want to play a three-game series and tally up all the points, you can kind of do that. The weather, I pretty much will always use this for people that have played before. It's great to have one overarching thing, but one thing for corners and things in between corners. Legends, I don't typically like things where like I'm managing bots, uh, but the game is definitely better with more cars on there. Like if you're playing a two or three player game, add some legends. Uh, Again, it's not something that you probably want to do in your first play, it's one more thing to think about. So just play with however many players you have your first time, but then if you have less than four players, I definitely recommend playing with at least two legends. Again, they're not hard, they're either before the line or they're after the line uh, by the the legend icon, and then you do one of two things, and you just look at the card. It's pretty quick, there's not a lot of maintenance there, Um, and it does make it better for for less than four four players, so I recommend it if you need to. Sponsors, they're fine. I I use the garage and the weather every time. I don't use the sponsors every time. They are one-time abilities, they are cool. Uh, You do use them with the championship, but it's good to know that you you have that option if you want to. Uh, I'm going to be asked, I know I'm going to be asked a lot about different racing games uh, in the comments. So I'm just going to go ahead and answer a bunch of your questions before you ask them. For me, this is now my favorite sort of pure racing game in my library. So this has replaced Formula D for me. Uh, Formula D is is one of those games that's like, it's, it's, a, it's a classic. Uh, but yeah, the strategy as to what gear you're going to be in but you're rolling dice, and what die you roll depends on what gear you're in and stuff like that. Sure, there's an advanced version, but quite honestly, the advanced version got so fiddly with the different damage in the different areas, it, it bogged down the game quite a bit for me that I, I like the base game of Formula D better than the advanced game, which is the opposite of what I typically like. Uh, so this game is, for me, hands down, better than Formula D in every way. Uh, other people asked about Flamme Rouge. I am actually a cyclist. Uh, I love biking, I love the theme of Flam Rouge, I liked the game, but it didn't quite have the X Factor for me. That also is a hand management card game, uh, but I find this one to be much more engaging than that. Uh, The last one I'll compare it to is Downforce. A lot of people say, well, what do you think about this compared to Downforce? Yes, Downforce is a car racing game. Yes, Downforce is mostly a hand management game. But the fact that that game is all about money and and betting and winning, it's not about if you win. Sure, if you win in that game, it could help you win the game, but you don't have to. You can come in dead last and win. So it's very different. Uh, It's a completely different game, so I don't even want to compare those two. But I tend to like intriguing games. I tend to like betting. I like that style of game better than a straight racing game. So for that downforce, I like better. But it's not really an apples-to-apples apples comparison. They're really two different games, even though they share similar, the same theme and similar gameplay with card play. But again, that game's all about betting and manipulating the bets. Where this game is about racing and hand-managing your car to win the race. Two completely different games. I love Downforce. Heat's very good too, but I like Downforce better. But again, they're totally different. This is the thing where like it looks like two games, you'd only need one of them in your collection. They're so different feel-wise. Uh, you can definitely have both of these racing games. There's other racing games out there that, that have more going on than this. There's games like, uh, you know, Automobiles from AEG and, uh, you know, uh, Thunder Alley and things like that. Those tend to, I think, got in its way with some of the mechanisms. Heat is very streamlined. Uh, it's pretty easy, especially with the base game. And you slowly add some of these other things in and it's, it's, it's sort of, in my opinion, I like that better than those other racing games. On the negative side of things. Uh, you might now know halfway that you can't win. Um, spin-outs are bad. You really should never spin out unless you're really recklessly pressing your luck. And I like on the board where they have numbers that shows you how many spaces to the corner. You might just do math wrong and you might accidentally spin out um, by doing some math wrong, by not having enough speed, uh, by having way too much speed, not having enough heat to add, things like that. And I didn't really go with that in the overview, but if you take on too many, too much heat, it, it, you're gonna end up doing bad things. You're either not gonna move, you're gonna spin out, things like that. And uh, the spin out can really kill you because you know that you're not gonna win the game halfway through. But in all, reg- in all reality, if you're actually like calculating the math in your hand and how many steps you are from the corner, you shouldn't spin out. And if you do spin out, it's because you pushed your luck way, way, way too far with, with stress and things like that. So it really shouldn't happen. But if it does happen, and it happens like on the first lap of the race uh, you're not going to win and that can be a detriment the legends they work fine like i said i still pre- prepare uh, i still would rather play with more real players than playing with like two and then two legends it's just more fun to play with more players so this game definitely shines better with more players uh, and this uh, this is more just a warning if you're someone who just picked up ticket to ride at target or something like that recently or uh, and th- you say, hey, what else does Days of Wonder have? And you get this game, this game's gonna have more, it's, it's got more procedural steps than Ticket to Ride. So if you're new to gaming and you just buy this because you like Days of Wonder, you might struggle with the turn flow. It does take, I'd say halfway through your first lap or maybe even your whole first lap, to internalize the test the sort of the flow through that you go through through each of your turns to just be able to have it like internalize that you do it so you're not like going this now what does this mean and what does this mean and when can I use this and what could I have done in this one it takes a while to like learn what you can do and not in certain steps but once you get that the game moves fast so new, new players even new gamers your first few turns are gonna feel like a little clunky until you finally get it and then it just hums along so that's it. That's uh, that's heat. I like it. It's a great racing game. Uh, this has been a Game Boy Geek breaking down barriers, growing relationships through board games, helping you. I actually need love. Game Toppers not only transforms your existing table to a high-quality gaming solution, they now offer full leg kits and dining cover solutions for the full table application. Paired with their amazing thematic premium stitch edge mats from noted board game artists like Vincent Dutre, collapsible cup holders, and really cool accessories, it's a complete system that upgrades every game you play. Go to GameToppersLLC.com or click the link below to late pledge for their latest Game Topper 3.5 Kickstarter campaign.